Hello and welcome to what we are going to call the dugout. We're at Edinburgh University. Uh, we are in the WFSC podcast studio. My name is Matt Hare and alongside me I'm going to have Brandon Bunger, my co-host. Uh, basically the show is going to be about the MLB, what's going on, and today's episode is especially going to focus on the AL East, Kyler Murray, what he's doing, and Harper and Machado on that whole dramatic scene that's been happening. Bunger, where, where do you want to start today? Uh, I would say let's begin with the premise of Kyler Murray and what's going on with him. Uh, I say because it focuses on two sports, the NFL and the MLB. Let's get that out of the way and cover that interesting topic and then roll into uh, the MLB as a whole. All right, so tell me what you think about this Kyler Murray decision. Uh, Kyler Murray, you know, he's a great athlete. It's recently been reported that he is stepping away from his professional baseball career after being selected ninth overall by the A's to focus solely on uh base football and if you ask me I think that is a very dumb decision I know you'll agree with me um to give up on the premise of a long career the longevity and even the money involved with it really because once you reach the professional level and the MLB which many believe his ceiling was very high you're giving up a lot for maybe not what would be not a long career in the NFL I'll let you cover it because I know you know a lot about his style of play, being a scrambling quarterback and everything. But yeah, here's my thing: in today's day and age, this kid's gonna get rocked. He's, I mean, he's not, he's not, he's not Cam Newton, where he's running around and he's a big dude. Like, no, what's he six one? I don't even know if that. And they embellish all these heights nowadays, anyways. But point being is, you you can have a long, long career in the MLB, especially if you're gonna perform the way that you're. Uh, what was he a ninth pick? Yeah, he was a ninth overall pick. Right, so to me, I don't know. I think this looks bad for baseball. This especially looks bad for the A's. Not, it's not their fault, but they're losing a guy that they, you know, took a took a top ten pick, and they were gonna put a lot of work into. Yeah, they obviously believed in him. They believe he's gonna be a general, uh, you know, a franchise player probably in the top ten, and this is just a big hit because now they lose the draft pick. And even in the NFL, many are projecting him to be a first-round pick, and many say that if he committed earlier, he might be the first overall pick due to his dominance at Oklahoma. But because of him uh, being wishy-washy on which sport he wanted to play, many say he's going to fall later now. So then down goes his signing bonus, his contract, and even, uh, who knows, maybe he'll sit a year or two, depending on what team he gets selected by. Yeah, I don't, I don't agree with this decision at all, but at the end of the day, I'm not I'm not the amazing athlete that can play two sports and decide which league he's going to play in. So I'll, enough of that. Let's move on to Bryce Harper and Manny Machado, which is all you'll ever see on ESPN nowadays. And the It's like a soap opera between these two guys and where they're going to end up. Oh, yeah, the past three weeks, all you can hear on ESPN besides, you know, NBA trade rumors of Anthony Davis is Bryce Harper, Manny Machado, Bryce Harper, Manny Machado, and where they're going. Both these guys have been linked, you know, since being drafted. They were actually drafted in the same year in the 2010 MLB draft and only separated by two picks. They're both 26. They're both franchise players. You can argue they're both generational talents, but it's going to be really interesting to see where they go and what they do with, the, you know, their impending free agency. What yeah, do you think, Matt? I, I mean, I'm sick of hearing about it. And the only reason they're holding out on making a choice is because no one wants to go first. The second guy who's still alive in this, you know, where they're going to land, that's going to be the hot, the hotter commodity of the two. So if Machado signs with the White Sox and Bryce Harper 
might have a chance to make some more money and going somewhere else. And I don't know if anybody saw this, but I think Manny Machado is going to the White Sox. He posted on his Instagram story. It was like uh, it was recently it was deleted quickly thereafter the posting, but it was a baby like moccasin or slipper that was customized White Sox for his kid or yeah, it had the number seven on it too, which many think he's going to change his number uh, once he goes to the White Sox. So even though he hasn't decided, I it I mean speculation is definitely speculation there. Speculation is there, and then with Harper, it's looking like the Giants is is the talk of the town right now, and they're going to try to build around him, which. I, as a Yankees fan, I know you're a Yankees fan, I want both these guys far away from our organization. You want both of us? See, I think the thing is, I don't believe Machado, like, he's a great player, but I don't think he's a franchise player. I think the Yankees have multiple capable infielders right. uh, and guys that you can keep under cheaper contracts than Machado. So let me let me read you something. I'm just going to read some infielders and outfielders on the Yankees' current roster, not including Harper or Machado, if they were to decide to join. Yeah, go ahead, of course. Right. Andujar, Bird, Gregorius, LeMahieu, who's new, Torres, Tulo, who they just got, Luke Voigt, Ellsbury, Gardner, Hicks, Judge, Stanton, and that redhead guy, Clint Frazier. Where in that mix can Bryce Harper or Machado play? Who do you want to lose? I mean, I don't want Machado at all, personally. Um, the only scenario I can see him fitting it in is if he traded uh, Miguel Andujar. And personally... Everyone says the guy has fielding problems. I don't think he was a problem last year at all. Yes, he came out of nowhere and performed well, and people can say, oh, well, you know, now that pitcher's figured him out, he's going to slump. But you can say that with any player any year. Yeah, I don't know. I With the whole he can't field thing, that's be, like it doesn't even matter because it's either him or Machado if they end up signing him, which I think is out of the picture at this point. But I want a guy, I want a young guy who's going to work for his money and hustle down the first baseline. There was plenty of times when Machado was just, I mean, he he's a bum. He was walking a lot of the times for L.A. There's a reason. Listen, that, that's the same thing that happened with Robinson Cano. When we got rid of Cano, everyone, you know, knocked his hustle too. Why are we going to sign a guy for a reason that we booed a previous franchise player out of town? Exactly. I, I love the young guys we have, and it kind of reminds me of franchises that don't have a lot of money. They get these young guys out of the woodwork, and they they perform well. And they hustle, which is more important. I'd rather have these young guys out in the field than see some, you know, big name guy who we're paying a boatload of money to. And we'll, how long? How will that even work out? You know? Yeah, and and as you said, going to Bryce Harper. Uh, Bryce Harper is easily my favorite player in baseball, and I know that sounds funny being a Yankees fan. I don't see him fitting into our organization unless we get rid of Aaron Hicks, who I know a lot of people don't know this, especially outside of the New York market. And I don't know if I necessarily agree with it yet, but many are arguing that he's a top five center fielder in baseball. The oh. guy was previously cut by two teams, but he's doing well right now. So the only re- way we can get him is if we get rid of Fraser, uh, we get rid of Hicks, and then what happens to our dynamite, you know, uh, prospect of Clinton Frazier, who we got in the whole Andrew Miller trade years ago. Yeah, I just I would love for the Yankees to stay stagnant in this in this whole. You know where these guys are gonna land. I like what they've done in the offseason so far, though, in terms of pitching. I don't know if you've seen too much about that, but other other than these big name guys, the Yankees picked up uh, who they get. They got J. A. Happ, and they got James Paxton, but they lost David Robertson. So I think the biggest 
I mean, a, a great call by the Yankees organization to go out and get those two pitchers. But I think it needs to stop there. They need to let their guys develop and let their team develop and kind of take their names out of this bid for these two big-name players. I definitely agree with you. The, a lot of people are criticizing the Yankees for being cheap this offseason, but we've addressed our biggest needs. We got we re-signed J.A. Happ, who we got at the trade deadline last year from the Blue Jays. Right. So he's back. We went out and we traded pa- uh, for Paxton. And then don't forget the bullpen acquisitions of re-signing Zach Britton, who we got at the deadline from the Orioles. And then we got Adam Ottavio as well. Yep. We have one of the most dangerous bullpens in baseball right now. We're okay with the starter going five you know, five innings right now. And you still got that guy that can throw the ball like 110 miles an hour in Chapman. Oh, exactly. The only thing I can see the Yankees doing right now is possibly adding a uh, sixth starting pitcher, maybe like a Gio Gonzalez or uh, a lot of people are saying Dallas Keuchel, but they'd have to break the bank for him too to be insurance for CC or Paxton, considering they don't really uh, pitch that much because they're not really that healthy recently. Right. But it'll be interesting to see what they do. But I would I agree with you. Even though Harper is, you know, a six-time All-Star and he's one of the faces of baseball, and Manny Machado has been a four-time All-Star, uh, two-time Gold Glove winner, I would stay far away from them in terms of these big contracts they want because why hamper our team for eight to ten years and three hundred million when we have young guys that can do it as well. Exactly. But before we move on to more in depth AL East talk, uh, where do you think Harper's gonna go? Where do you think Machado's gonna go? In my mind, Harper is gonna go to the Giants. It seems too good to be true. And because he wants he wants the money, they can give him the money, and they're gonna build around him and Machado's going to the White Sox. It's decided. He he can he can rot away in Chicago, or not rot away. I guess freeze away. <laughs> well, where I do agree with you, um, I actually have some uh, statistics here and some odds as of today, uh, Tuesday, February twelfth. Bryce Harper has a one to one odd of actually going to the Giants, and like you mentioned, he could be the franchise player there. They really don't have anybody. Uh, besides Posey anymore, who's on the back end of his career. So he can be the guy there. And Machado, honestly, he has one to two odds of going to the Yankees. And then you bring up the White Sox. They have five to one odds. I think he goes to Chicago, plays alongside his friends. And I think he's going to go along yonder Alonzo and, you know, all his friends there. And he's just going to be the franchise guy there. The Yankees... They offered him supposedly a seven-year contract worth $220 million, but I, I just don't see it. I don't see the fit, but it'll be interesting to see what happens. Maybe by the time we record this next podcast, we'll be talking about where they went. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing where this ends up, but for the time being, let's stop talking about it because I'm sick of hearing about it. Every radio station you turn on has it all day long. I mean, it's, it's like LeBron deciding to go to Miami again with these guys just waiting and waiting and waiting. But let's move on to the AL East. So last year... We have the Red Sox, unfortunately, came, coming out on top as World Series champions with 108 wins. Yankees right there with 100, Rays 90, and then a little bit of a fall off. Jays with 73, and Orioles, I don't even know. They should become a minor league team at this point. They had 47 wins. I, I don't know what that franchise plans on doing. They have made zero efforts for any sort of big-name guy. And Is Chris Davis even on the team anymore? Uh, well, Chris Davis is technically still part of the team. They haven't uh, bought him out or anything. But the guy had the worst average in MLB history along um, qualifying batters last year. And I think he set 
almost a new career high in strikeouts. I mean, the guy's never been a contact hitter, but they used to call him Crush Davis for a reason. Last year it was just abysmally bad for the guy, and it's going to be interesting to see what they do to compete because right now I don't think they're going to be competitive for at least five years. Yeah, I'm with you there. So we'll save the Orioles for last if we have anything else to say other than what we just said. But let's start with our boys, Yankees. Um, so they had a great season last year, and they picked up some, I mean, not big-name guys, but you know, good utility players. I love Troy Tulowitzki. Always have. Happy he's part of the Yankees. Oh, so have I. The guy is a quality player. We addressed a big need, and I, I think he's going to have a resurgence on the Yankees because he's going to play while DD's out, and then who knows where they'll put him after that. Right. So as we said, they signed CC. Did we say they signed? They re-signed Gardner? Oh, we didn't, but yes, they re-signed Brett Gardner as well. Veteran presence in the clubhouse. Yeah, good to have him. couple things to think about, though. Which Gary Sanchez are we going to get? Are we going to get 2017 Gary Sanchez, who was great to watch, hitting the ball very well? Or are we going to get 2018 Gary Sanchez? Now, mind you, I know he was a little battered up, but it, it seemed like it, I don't know, like my little sister was that bad a lot of the time with Gary Sanchez. It It's tough because I'm a big believer in Gary Sanchez. The guy can always hit. He just had some, you know, strikeout issues all last season. And his biggest issue is just getting behind the plate and blocking the ball. Yeah. How many pass balls are we going to allow, especially in big spots? The Yankees are always seen as a playoff contender, and if you have a guy on set, you know, second base and then a ball gets by, all of a sudden he's at third, a single brings him in. In these games, these high-intensity games, you need someone that you can know that you're going to throw these nasty breaking balls, especially with our potentially historic bullpen now, you know, with Chapman, Batanzas, Otavio, and Britain, and you need a guy that you know is going to back you up. Yeah, is Jorge Posada still playing? I, I wish right uh, now. Yeah, I, I, I definitely wish. It's funny actually. I Jorge Posada wrote a book. It's called like My Journey Home or something about his time with Pinstripes, and I'm in a perf- intro to performance class. So we had to perform. You know, a t- we had to read a text out loud in class, and I read this book about Jorge Posada and the like, the bat he chooses and like the equipment he chooses. And I love baseball, and I thought the kids in my class would too. And my teacher absolutely bashed me. Why did she like? Why Why did they she, bash you though? I don't know. I think the theater people just are interested in theater and not really sports. So next time I'll be sure to choose the Phantom of the Opera or something like that. But anyway, sorry to get off topic. I just thought it was funny. I love Jorge Posada. Definitely um, as a Yankee fan, one of the greatest you know and underrated players I've ever right. had. And growing up, I mean, I was born in '96. Where were you born? '97. Yeah. '97. So we saw these guys. Jeter, Posada, Pettit, Messina. Pettit. Right, right, exactly. Rivera, Rivera, you know, unanimous Hall of Famer. Yep. I want it to be like that Yankees team again. Those guys that stick around, play well every year. But I think we're on the right track. Another question to think about, who's playing first base? We've had Greg Bird. He seems to be coming along well. But at the same time, we picked up Luke Voigt last year, who played excellent throughout the season and in the playoffs. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. First base is probably our biggest question mark right now. And I'm, the same way that we're tired of hearing about Machado and Harper, I'm tired about hearing Greg Bird. I get it that he's a lefty bat and we don't have like any lefties in our lineup right now, but the guy can't stay healthy and has been a bum for the last two to three years. He only hits home runs in meaningless games. And you know what? Since we traded for Voight, the guy was electric. It'll be interesting to see them battle out in the, you know, uh, spring yeah. training, but yeah. what do you think? Voight, Voight's the man. I love the guy for sure. You know who he kind of reminds me of? A little bit of a Jason Giambi. Yeah, a Jason Giambi, a Lance Berkman, yeah. kind of like the same just build. Just those and just... type of guys that you want to have 
but yeah, I don't know. According to Boone, Aaron Boone said that it's Luke Voigt's job to lose, which I love to hear because, like you said, I'm kind of sick of hearing about Bird, too. He hasn't really done much for the team at all. No, and honestly, I, I believe if we had, you know, the old managers like Joe Torre or Joe Girardi, they would have pressured Cap, uh, Cashman to ship the guy away years ago. Said his potential's high now, let's get rid of him before people see what he really is because right. he's underperforming and he can't handle it. Yeah, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Spring training right around the corner. I think the first game is next Saturday, the 23rd of February. So we'll have more to talk about when spring training begins. Of course, you know, especially with uh, pitchers and catchers reporting here. So, You know who else? We're forgetting about two guys. Well, two guys that I want to at least highlight on the Yankees roster. DJ, DJ LeMayhew. Yeah, big and, acquisition. Yeah, but here, here's another one. I don't know if this guy's played in the past 25 years. Jacoby Ellsbury. <laughs> yeah, um, he's certainly been hurt forever. But go ahead, I'll let you start with no, your points. No, I just well, that's the thing. I just what 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 is our plan with Ellsbury? I don't. All right, so we brought up the Giants earlier. Um, for Bryce Harper, they really have no one in the outfield. There's speculation that the Yankees are going to do a one-on-one swap of, of bad contracts. Jacoby Ellsbury for Johnny Cueto, straight up. Okay. We get rid of the historically bad contract of Ellsbury. They gain a veteran presence in the outfield. And then we get Johnny Cueto. The thing is, um, we would inherit some money for taking on Cueto. And then we have that you know, insurance if CC or Paxton or even Tanaka or anybody goes down. Right. Because before Cueto you know, got that injury two years ago and had Tommy John surgery, he was one of the most dominant pitchers in baseball. He was. I like the idea of that. And, I mean... That could entice Harper to sign there, especially if they make that trade happen right now, but I highly doubt that's going to happen. For some reason, the Yankee organization loves Ellsbury. Uh, before we continue, we're just going to do a quick ad read here. Uh, support for FS- F- WFSE is provided in part by John's Wildwood Pizzeria, open daily at 105 Erie Street in Edinburgh. John's menu includes pizza, hoagies, wings, salads, and more. Information is at 814-734-7355 or at the web at johns-wildwood-pizza-dot-com. Read that completely wrong. It's just johnswildwoodpizza.com. Sorry for that. It's all right. John's Wildwood Pizza. <laughs> satisfying hunger to Edinburgh students since they've been open. Great place. Yeah. But satisfying. getting back to our podcast here. Yeah. Okay, so you want to move on to the Red Sox. I mean, if we have to. I you know. know. We do have to cover everything. Despicable. It's an MLB sports talk show. Despicable. Yeah, well... You're going to hear a lot of biases throughout our episodes because we are both Yankees fans. Bunger's actually from close to the city. Yep, Long I live Island, on Long right? Island, yep, Long right Island. in uh, right in Wisconsin by Smithtown. So in about an hour I can be at Yankee Stadium. Plan on going there a lot this upcoming season. You'll love to hear it. I'm, I'm from Buffalo, but my dad's from that area, Bronx, Queens. Shout out to my father, big Yankees fan, the reason I'm the Yankees fan. But let's move on to the Red Sox, who, as we mentioned before, World Series champions, reigning champions. Yep. Well, I mean, what else can you say? We had we said it before. They had 108 wins last year. Uh, one of the best teams in honestly baseball history. When you look at the stats, it's unfortunate, but they won the World Series, and it doesn't look like they're going to go anywhere. They're set up for being one of the most dominant teams in baseballs, uh, baseball with the Yankees and the Astros, uh, at least for the next five years, with the young trio of. J.D. Martinez, um, Andrew Benintendi, and Mookie Betts. Betts, yeah. Yeah, that outfield is absolutely stacked. They still have pitchers 
in uh, David Price and the, and everyone yeah, they else. They just signed Yavaldi and Sal too. Yeah, I forgot they re-signed Yavaldi, and they don't even know if they're going to use him as a starter or as a closer. Yeah, we were just talking about the Yankees pitching staff and how amazing that staff is, but looking at this, I mean. Yavaldi and Sal and Price alone, although Price can't throw a ball in the playoffs, but that's an- another time. Um, but, yeah, so they're basically the same team. They haven't lost anything that I know of. No, I think the only guy who they lost right now is actually the World Series MVP of Steven Pierce. I believe he's a free agent. Um, I'd have to check in and get back no, to you. No, they him, signed right? him. They re-signed he's him back? back? Yeah, I saw, I saw an article on MLB.com. It was like, Yankee killer Steve Pierce is back. Oh, that's is, great for us. Yeah, it's awesome. He's the Yankee killer. What else? What else? Uh, Kimbrell. He still remains a free agent, but, you yeah. know, maybe once the well, dominoes he, fall. He, he declined their qualifying offer. Um, so they have Pierce is back. Nunez is back, ex-Yankee. They're literally the same team. I, I can't picture how this can go any different than it did last season. You know, not much has changed. Um, as we said, 100-plus wins last year. And... You know, you have the same team, so you expect the same results. Maybe a World Series is a little optimistic right now, but as, you know, a fan, you always think your team can make it there, no matter who's on your squad. But bearing a big injury, I see the Red Sox as being one of the best teams in baseball yet again. Yeah, sad to say it. Sorry that you had to say it. Now, forget about the Red Sox right now. I've been looking forward to talking about the Blue Jays for one reason. His name, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., Oh, one of the top prospects in baseball. We're finally going to get to see Vladdy Jr. They just ranked him the number one prospect in baseball. That's obvious. This guy, the first time I heard of this guy, I was scrolling through my Twitter feed, and I saw him absolutely crush a ball. I've never heard anything sound like this. And, you know, obviously he's Vlad's son. Yeah, and you know what's cool? You probably saw, um, you know, heard about him a lot because didn't he play for the Buffalo Bison? He did. He did. The AAA Buffalo Bisons, he did play for them for – Maybe 10 games, which is nothing. But just having him there was pretty cool. Never saw him play. But, yeah, I'm excited for this guy. Even if he doesn't start opening day, just to have – just for the Blue Jays to have Vlad Jr. in in their – you know, on their bench or in their minor league, that's that's an electric guy to have. And he's, he's going to be popular for years and years to come for sure. Oh, yeah. As a team that was under 500 last year, you have to look for these guys that are going to make an impact to improve your team. And I believe that – Vladdy Jr. is definitely going to be a cornerstone of this franchise for a while because besides him, they don't really have much else. They have Marcus Stroman as their ace, who's probably a borderline three or four pitcher on another team. Yeah. And I love the guy. He grew up on Long Island, uh, went to Duke. I mean, I don't like Duke, but he, he's a great pitcher. They, they don't. Who else do they have? They have a bunch of well, quality that's, that's guys. The thing. They traded or got rid of most of their team. I'm seeing here. Josh Donaldson, J.A. Happ, Steve Pierce, Curtis Granderson, Josh Axford, and now Tulowitzki's gone too. They got rid of most of their team, so I mean they're putting. I want them to put Vlad Jr. right in the spotlight and build around this guy. Yeah, and the thing is, even the guys they had, Tulo didn't really play for him the last couple of years. Would he have like a toe injury? Yeah, I think he yeah. had he had uh, like ankle spurs or bone spurs and both of his heels his for like two years. Yeah, something in his foot. And then you know. Josh Donaldson, he's trying to get his career resurgence back on with the Braves now, signing a one-year bet-on-yourself deal. Granderson hasn't been the same since that first year at the Mets after leaving the Yankees. Yeah. So there's a reason they were under 500, and it shows. But it'll be interesting because if they can do things right this year, maybe they'll be back in, you know, who knows, two or three years because they're, they're kind of in the middle of the pack, especially in the AL East. Yeah. So all we have left is the 
or do we talk about the Rays? We didn't no, we didn't Rays, talk did about we? the Rays. We have the Rays and then the Orioles if we want to okay. go back to them. But that's a dumpster fire right there. Okay, so we're running out of time here. We're going to have about six minutes left. So we're going to try to go through this as fast as we can. And believe me, you're not missing much, especially with these two teams. Rays, no aggressive moves for any big-name guys. No, and no no starting pitchers. They traded Chris Archer to the the, Buc- the Buccos last year, you know, the Pittsburgh Pirates here, two hours from Edinburgh. So yep. maybe we'll be able to see him in some games. And they used the... This opener, you know, a relief pitcher coming in and starting a game. It's an interesting strategy, but why are you doing it? I don't know. It seems like the Tampa Bay Tampa Bay Rays have been stagnant for, for years and years and years. But they are a young team. They could be promising. Interesting to see where they'll be at. We're going to cover the Orioles after Bunger goes ahead and reads another ad for you. All right, so here we go. Support for WFSE is provided by the Edinburgh Hotel Bar, serving a variety of lunch and dinner items every day from their location at 100 Meadville Street in downtown Edinburgh. Information is at 814-734-5103 or online at edinburghhotelbar.com. That's a great place, Edinburgh Hotel Bar. Oh, yeah. The people that own it, very nice. You know, they have some decent food. And as yeah. college kids, you know, everyone Stake, goes there. Staple of the town. Okay. Orioles, we'll talk about them for two minutes, and I want to wrap it up with, with one question for you, Bunger. Of course. Orioles, we talked about it. Chris Davis, not the guy he used to be. Like the Jays, they traded basically all their team. I, I don't even know who they have anymore. And Manny, after Manny Machado left, it was just kind of, it, it kind of almost seemed like they're giving up. They weren't even good with Machado, and I know right. you can't expect a guy to carry a team, but they weren't good with him. Well, they're definitely not good without him, and they don't look good for years to come. But there could be a surprise. So two quick things I want to go over really fast. Our predictions for the AL East. Who wins it? Uh, right now I would say the Yankees are the favorites win the AL East. That's what I think. Uh, I think they'll beat out the Red Sox by like two and a half, three games. At least we a very tight half, race. Games. Well, I, I, I can't wait to see that happen, hopefully. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with that too, though. But it, it's going to be tight. Yankees and Red Sox. I'm going to go with the Yankees. Orioles is definitely at the bottom again. Oh, definitely. But poor birds. Shockingly, I will say that I could see Toronto um, jumping over Tampa Bay and maybe taking third because I think whoever obviously finishes in first out of the Yankees and Red Sox, other right. will finish in second. I think Toronto is going to have a surprising year and they might be able to squeak it in the playoffs. I'm with you there. With our with our little bit of time remaining here, and we will be back. We're going to be doing this once a week. Uh, very excited about it. Once again, my name is Matt Hare alongside with Brandon Bunger here. Yep. Bunger. If you are, let's say, you're going to be Bryce Harper, okay? All right. You like Bryce Harper. I'll be Manny Machado. Where are you going? If I'm Bryce, I'm going to the Giants. You're going to the Giants? Yeah, absolutely, just so I can be the face of a franchise and they can build around me. That's what I want for my 10-year contract. I want to be the cornerstone of something for the rest of my career. Okay, now, if I'm Manny Machado. I want to stay in it. I want to sign with L.A. I want to be a Dodger. I want to live in California, sunny year-round. Big sports town. They're always in the playoffs, too. Always, always seem to be in the postseason, you know, and make a deep run. But since I'm a guy who wants a bunch of money and I want to jog down first base, I'm going to sign with the White Sox so my child can wear those customized White Sox slippers. Yeah. They look pretty cool, actually. So that's going to be our first episode. Uh, we covered the AL East, talked a little bit about Harper and Machado and Kyler Murray and his decision to play in the NFL and, you know, pr- pursue his dream in that. Next week, what do you want to talk? You want to go NL East? Next week, I say we, yeah, I say we go to the NL East. You know, we'll stick with the New York uh, yep. kind of connection, cover the Mets and every team there. So that's going to be the plan here. We're going to cover different uh, 
different divisions. Different di- I'm sorry, I lost the word there. Different divisions each week, plus other headlines as they happen, as they come to us. Once again, we are at Edinburgh University. Thank you to WFSC for allowing us to use the podcast studio. And we look forward to doing this. Thank you, Bunger. Yeah, thanks, Matt. It was a blast. Yeah, for sure. Thank you for listening, guys. Yep.